Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Not A Diving Podcast. Cuts. Originally broadcast on episode 37 with Patrice Baumel. I think that just because you're growing older as a DJ uh, does not mean automatically mean that you're getting better. Sure. I think to, to, be, get, you, 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 to, to be getting better, you n- need to never uh, rest on your laurels. You continuously need to get at work, hone your craft. It, 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 just to, to become a better producer, you still need to constantly be in the studio. You need to make the miles and you need to be able to not become set in your ways because this is a big danger and I've, I've, I've noticed this about myself. Uh, once you find a, a couple of tricks that work, you keep repeating them and repeating them and repeating them. And at some point, you reach a saturation point where people are no longer interested in that because they've already seen it a million times and they want something new. And I think what happens at that point determines whether you go down the legacy route, whether you basically... You, you hold on to the crowd that also is not interested in changing, but wants to see your music as simply uh, as part of a certain uh, uh, era in their own lives, and uh, which they every now and then want to revisit. So just to, just to give you an example, uh, I noticed this, for instance, in, 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 in Progressive. You know, when uh, I, go, I go to a progressive party uh, and I sometimes also play these progressive gigs and I, I, I really love that scene because uh, people are just incredibly nice. The artists are just incredibly nice to each other uh, and it's a kind crowd, but it's also an older crowd. And, and um, then I often have these conversations. Hey, Patrice, you've done a global underground. I have the whole collection. And then they, they come and they want to see their acts from those early global undergrounds perform in very much the same way. And, uh, 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 and there's a lot of artists who basically deliver that product and they've, they've, they, 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 have, they have their followers, but the average age of these parties 
is very close to the age of the DJ himself. So you can see the audience growing older with their artists. Uh, so uh, when you go to Stones concert now, the average age is probably close to 60 or something like that, you know? Um, right. I see the same trend when I, when, when I see older DJs uh, play, uh, especially the ones who haven't tried to keep, keep up to date, but who just stayed within their sound or within their niche. Um, yeah, it almost feels good to be the youngest kid in the room, you know, <laughs> once because, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, it's, 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 it's the same trend. Uh, and for me personally, it, 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 it means to be at that, and that place means I am as an artist, just, I'm just repeating myself. So, uh, I'm no longer an artist. I'm an, I'm an act, I'm a product, but I'm not innovating anymore. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just rehashing, you know, it's as though Andy Warhol would just, uh, get out his old silk screens and just keep making more of what he's already made. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want, I don't want to be in this place because of course it's, I find it boring. What fascinates me about electronic music, about techno is the unknown. It's this, this, the stuff that I don't understand, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, others create. I love, I love to encounter music, uh, and art that, uh, breaks open my set ways that uh, makes me see the world in different ways. And uh, I would like to give, um, or attempting or, um, to, to, to give people uh, a similar experience when, uh, when, when they come uh, and hear me. And it's fucking hard to do that because you constantly need to be willing to fail. And it's not, it's not easy when you know uh, a warm embrace and a reward is waiting for you on, uh, in, in, if you just keep doing what you're doing. Yep. You know, so it's uh, it's it's counterintuitive and it's uncomfortable to 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 be continuously looking for something new. And I think very few legacy or very few older artists are continuously able to to reinvent themselves. That's why I I love that's what I love about, uh, for instance, Picasso, who never stood still, who successfully reinvented himself, reinvented his style six, seven times throughout his career and always stayed prolific. I mean, for me, that's just uh, unbelievable, unfathomable. And so admirable is such a, for me, it's such an inspiration to see someone to continuously improve because if you do that throughout a lifetime, you can get extremely far. I'm not, I'm not sure. Is, is, is painting and, and art in general, does that play a role for you as well? I mean, it's the observation that you have to be willing to fail absolutely resonates and like failing as a dj is an extraordinarily painful experience right yes. <laughs> I mean, it really is it's, you're really at the at the bleeding edge of like creativity there right because when you come in particularly i mean everyone has a bad show and everyone has a you know has a show where the, the vibe's not right or whatever but that's different to coming in with something where you're playing you're developing a different style over over a certain amount of time and then there'll be a point at which you decide to push it or whether you're just in the you know you're in a certain mood and and you go somewhere with your set which is a development and when that doesn't work it's absolutely soul destroyed because people just vote with their feet right i mean everyone yes, <laughs> every, every yes, dj has cleared yeah. a dance floor but when you clear a dance floor with something that which is you know you're 
absolute artistic expression, then that is a painful process, extraordinarily painful. D D I mean, D DJing is such a confrontation uh, with your own ego. Uh, it's such a mirror. And when I'm playing, I'm continuously uh, um, observing myself. And I mean, I've been DJing for 28 years and I still have so little control over what happens inside of me. Right. And, uh, and then, and then, then I, I, in a weak moment, I see myself making the, the safe choice and to play that drum roll and get the hands in the air. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's okay. And, and, and it's okay. But I'm deep down inside. I know I've chickened out, you know, and, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I also catch myself so much to not look at the good, but look at the one bad thing, you know? Mm. I don't see the thousand people having a good time. No, I see the five people turning around at the, uh, at the back of the dance floor and leaving the, leaving the room <laughs> and, and, and the room slow, slowly getting emptier oh. and me worrying about that. You know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but that's also what I love about G uh, DJing. It's a, it's a lifelong journey of uh, of self discovery and and and, and mental uh, fortification. Yeah. So, so related to this, then let me ask you the DJing question. So, I mean, a quote that I pulled out, previous quote of yours, was that I see this profession simply as a service, like a baker baking bread for his neighbourhood. And so the DJing question obviously is, is DJing art? I mean, that, that quote would suggest that you would say no to that. But what is your answer to that DJing question? Um, so just, just to, just to uh, explain that quote uh, a little bit better. Um, I see DJing as a service because I want to take the ego out, uh, out of the equation. This, this, this frame of mind of, I'm the same as the barman. I'm the same as the sound guy. I'm the same as the guy uh, doing the security. Um, we're all in it together. We're a team trying to make something happen together. That for me takes away the pressure of, oh, what do they think about me? Uh, I need to perform now. Uh, all eyes are on me. Uh, and it helps me perform in a better way. And uh, it's also just keeps my feet on the ground and uh, life is so much better if you're if if you're not constantly beholden to your ego but if you you know if you show a little bit of humbleness because we all know at the end of the weekend the bank account is growing in unreasonable ways compared to someone who is doing actual hard manual labor in the factory you know what we we can we do we we get rewarded with uh, attention We get rewarded with uh, an interesting lifestyle. We get rewarded with financial means that uh, that are completely disproportionate to what the, the average person uh, goes through, and that can go through to a head really easily. So I think it's uh, it's just healthy to, to you know to dim it a little bit, to tone it down a little bit, and uh, and to 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 exercise a little bit of humility. As to the question whether a DJing is art or not, I could ask the baker the same uh, question. Is baking bread uh, art? I think that is really in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Uh, what is art to one person? It's, it's, it's not so much what happens inside the creator, but it's what happens inside of the recipient, what determines whether something is art. 
if if what I told what I said earlier, if 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 if, some, if an experience helps me to see the world in different ways, and it uh, breaks open uh, those uh, those established pathways and it creates new connections. If that happens, whether I'm um, uh, eating a slice of bread or I'm listening to a DJ, that is art. But if the person next to me has eaten that bread a million times because he, this this baker is uh, is his high school friend and they've basically been living together uh, uh, and he's been eating that bread all the time, the bread is no longer art. And the same probably applies to um, a DJ set, certainly also my DJ set. Someone's very familiar with what I do and is, knows my tricks and... Uh, 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 um, and, and and knows me so well that he almost knows what the next record is going to be. It might not be art. Certainly, someone who doesn't like my music. You know, there's more people don't like my music than do like my music. That's just that's just normal. You know, yeah. uh, to them, this it's it's not art. It's noise. You know, if I ask my grandmother, uh, <laughs> do you think this is art? It's like, well, she say, no, I love you, my. <laughs> You know, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> to me, this is just noise. Can you please turn this down? So, yeah, it's totally in the eye of the recipient. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.